Father, we just want to say thank you. God, thank you for what you've already done this morning in our first service. Thank you for what you're already doing right now. God, thank you for the ability that we have to be saved, the ability that we have to come before you and to just worship you and to sing and to praise. God, there's nothing that we have to offer you today that's of worth. There's nothing that we can give you that adds up to anything. And Lord, as we were just reminded of that as we anointed people this morning for physical things. And Lord, even at our best, all of at our physical best, at our spiritual best. God, we are but filthy rags when we come before you. So Lord, as we gather together today to worship, it doesn't matter how good we can sing or how terrible we are at it. It doesn't matter how holy we've been this past week or how sinful we've been this past week. Lord, the question is, is why are we here in this moment right now? How much do we trust and believe in you? How much do we want you in our life? How much do we want your forgiveness? How much do we want your grace? How much do we want to be filled with your Holy Spirit? And God, I pray that we would surrender ourselves to you. God, that we would turn our lives over to you and allow you to do things in us that we cannot do ourselves. Lord, these services, they are wonderful things. But God, they mean nothing if you are not pleased with what we do. Lord, they mean nothing if we're not seeking you with our hearts. So God, this morning I pray that we would be a people who surrender to you. That we would submit ourselves to your authority. That we would ask to be filled with your Holy Spirit. That we would allow you to purge the sin from our lives. God, help us to come boldly before your throne. And seek your face. And pray in the name of Jesus for all these things to be done. God, as we read your word and we spend this time today together, I pray that you would speak into our lives and you would change us. Because we need to be changed. Lord, if we stay where we are, none of us will be ready to stand in, in front of you on judgment day. But God, if you continue to shape and mold us the way that you want us to be, we'll all be ready. Lord, help us to let you do that. Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters who are struggling this morning, physically, spiritually. I ask that you would watch over them and be with them today. We love you and we thank you. And we ask all this in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. All God's people said, 
Amen. You may be seated. It is good to see everybody this morning. And we are starting a new series. And we're going to be focusing on the next several weeks, all the way through May, uh, focusing on listening to God. And listening to God is one of the simplest things that we can do, and yet at the same time, it's one of the greatest things that we struggle with as believers in Christ. You know, we say that we believe, we say that we trust in God, we believe in Scripture, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and we want to follow God, and we want to serve Him, and at the same time, for whatever reason, we really, really struggle with listening to Him. And that can happen for a few reasons. Sometimes we can just be so busy that we just miss God speaking in those moments that we're just not paying attention. I'm always drawn back to the story of Samuel whenever... God is speaking to him, and he goes to Eli the priest, and he thinks that Eli's the one talking to him. And it took a little bit before Eli and Samuel even realized that it was God who was actually trying to speak. So sometimes we can just miss it. God could be speaking clearly, and we just miss it because we're not looking for it. Sometimes, maybe we just don't believe. You know, we say we believe in a lot of things. But not everybody who says they believe actually lives like they believe. There's a big difference between the two, between saying and actually living it. And so maybe this morning you say that you believe in God, but at the same time you have a really hard time whenever you read Scripture and you hear stories that people testify about and you have a really hard time in your life believing that that could happen for you or to you. And so you struggle with listening to God like that. And maybe there's some of you here this morning who are just ignoring God. Like you believe, you know, you know that he spoke to you, you know that he's speaking to you, and you're just outright ignoring him because you're just, you're just not there. You're not ready to give in. And for whatever reason, I, I feel very compelled uh, to remind us as believers today that just listening to our Father is one of the greatest things that we can do. And there's so many passages of scriptures on it. And I say this a lot, but it's very true. When you start looking at all the passages that deal with us just listening to God, it's sad how many we have to go in and call out just so we can talk about this for the next eight to nine weeks. There's just that many passages. And when you look at the way that God speaks and how he reveals himself to us, I'm always drawn to Romans chapter 1, verses 19 through 20, where Paul's writing to the early church, he's writing to those Christians in Rome, and he opens up his letter, the whole book, addressing the church, and he speaks of the good news. You know, he's basically laying the foundation for the Roman road of explaining what it means to be saved through the book of Romans. And as he's laying that out, he begins to talk about God's anger at people who refuse to accept the message of the good news. And in verse 19, he says, They know the truth about God because he's made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. And I just want to challenge you this morning that as you're sitting here, if you are not a believer, you basically have no excuse Okay. 
And if you do believe in Christ and yet you're just struggling to believe in everything, you still don't have an excuse. And if you do believe and you're just so busy that you're not listening for God, you don't have an excuse. And if you believe and you're just ignoring God, well, you're probably in the most danger of all. You with me this morning? Like there's, there's across the board, there's just no excuse not to know God. And Paul talks about this when he's talking about the good news. He's saying, look, you, you could sit here and you may not even have someone who comes up and says, this is the message of the gospel. Now you need to choose whether or not you're going to believe it and whether or not you're going to live your life accordingly. Now, even if that doesn't happen to you, so if someone doesn't not come up and just clearly give you this magnificent, amazing presentation of the gospel that just explains it so clearly that even if that never happens in your life, and even if you never have anyone in your life who lives out the message of the gospel and gives you that godly example in your life to follow, it doesn't matter. You don't have an excuse because God has presented himself in all things that he has created. And so there's no excuse to not know him, to not see him, and to not listen to him. Because he speaks to us more often than we would like to admit. And, and for a lot of us, he speaks to us more often than we really realize. Just because we're just missing it. And that's, that's the scariest thing of all. Today, we're talking about how listening to God brings about faith. How it brings about salvation. And how it brings about eternal life. And this is huge. Because to answer the call and to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ to be saved, it takes faith. Like you have to step out and believe that. Then when you believe that, you become saved. And then as you live according to your salvation, to, to what Christ has given you, that, that, that knowledge now that you have to live for him, and as he speaks to you, it brings about your life that is leading to eternal life. And I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I'm of the impression, and I think it's pretty fair to say this, that our denomination is of the impression that salvation is not just this one moment thing, but, but as you live, God is saving you throughout your entire life. He's saving you from yourself. He's saving you from sins. He's saving you from habits. He's developing you into the man or woman that God has always intended you to be. But you've got to believe that. You gotta trust in that. You gotta have faith in that, that God wants to bring you beyond what you are. That you may not be a terrible person compared to the rest of the world, but you're not being measured to the rest of the world. You're being measured to Christ, who has paid a high price for your salvation to give you eternal life. That's the measure, that's the ruler that we're being put against when we're talking about facing judgment. And God has high expectations. And he's developing us throughout our entire lives. He is leading us, shaping us, molding us in all those things. And I don't always do this, but there's just, every once in a while there's a passage of scripture that just resonates a lot more than others. And I feel like today's passage is a lot, it's a lot stronger than, than sometimes uh, what we like to give things credit to. So I'm going to ask you to stand with us this morning as we read from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 3 through 7, and God has given Isaiah this message to deliver, 
to the people of Israel. So start in verse 3. It says, Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. I see how I used him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know. And peoples unknown to you will come running to obey because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish every thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for this time. Thank you for your word. Help us to be open and receiving of it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So as we go through our points this morning, point number one, listening gives us life. And as we talk about this, you know, it's a very fair question to say, okay, what life is he talking about? Because we have physical life, we have eternal life. And physical life is important, right? It's important. The quality upon which we live that physical life is important. And so when you look at this, you have to understand in this moment that, that when it says that God, if you listen to God, he will give you life, that it is referring to both physical and eternal life. Now, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to this. Anybody ever heard somebody get up in church and testify and say that their life, their physical life was worse after they got saved? No, that doesn't happen. People who get up and testify and they're praising God for what God has done in their life always talks about the good things that God has done for them and in them. Now, it's really important to understand this morning that we talk about if you listen to God, that he will make your physical life better does not mean that he's going to give you stuff. Like It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to get rich or he's going to bless you or he's going to give you these goals or dreams or desires that you've always had because he's not just the genie in the bottle that you just rub and you make a wish and then it comes true. But God has a way of coming into our lives, and he wants to change you. Here's the thing that a lot of people struggle with and they have difficulty with. God wants to change you. Not because he's not happy with who you are, but because he knows who you could be. How disappointing is it when you look at someone in your life that you know of right offhand and you can see the potential they have in their life and they're not living up to that potential, but you can see what they're capable of and they can't do it and they're not achieving it. How frustrating is that? And that's mainly what God deals with most of us on a regular basis. He knows what he created us for. He knows the gifts and talents, abilities that we have. And even though there are things in our life we may not possess at this moment, he knows what he has waiting for us in those moments when we are willing to fully surrender to him so that he can continue to give us spiritual gifts, which are more important than physical gifts. He wants to 
bless you. He wants to make your physical life better. And let's be honest, it is important for us to understand how God can make our physical life better because it reveals that he can also give us eternal life, which is just a foreshadowing of what he wants to do in eternity. Now, it doesn't mean that life's going to be perfect. Anybody want life to be perfect? Yeah, we want life to be perfect. That's a longing that God's put in your heart so you'll long for eternity. You don't get it here, you get it there. You with me? But he gives you a taste of blessings. He gives you a taste of spiritual gifts. He gives you a taste of his presence. And he gives you taste of times like services and, and, and experiences that we have with God. Because he wants you to know what you have to look forward to. But if he gives it to you here, you'll never want to leave and you'll want to go there. And we have it really good, don't we? Because a lot of us want to stay here as long as we can and then go there. But the goal is, is for us to always want to go there. And you don't see a lot of people who want to be there. You see a lot of people who's like, well, I want to be here as long as I can. I'll be 175 and can't move. And then one day, hopefully, Jesus will come back because we don't want to die. But the goal is to get you there. But it's physical life and it's eternal life. But the only way you can get those things is by listening to God. Because you can have everything in this world that you could possibly think of and still be wretched and miserable. And you see people like that all the time. And yet you see people in church, like we had this morning, who get up and testify not about the things that God's given them, but the way that God has blessed them in spiritual ways. And you can see the joy and the happiness they have in their life from what God is doing in them and through them rather than what God is giving them. Does that make sense? So look at John chapter 5, verses 24 through 25. So the physical is just giving you a taste of what, is, what you should expect for the spiritual. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. That's important. We actually did a Bible study this past week with the staff and, and Pastor Wes. We talked about this passage. But it's very important to understand that listening to God brings us eternal life. You cannot receive eternal life without hearing God speak to you and then responding to what he's speaking to you on. And for a lot of you, it's like, okay, God speaks to you. You need to get saved. You need to initiate the relationship. And there might be some of you here this morning, you got saved years ago, but there's something in your life right now that's keeping you from growing in your relationship with him. It's hindering you in your walk with Christ. And Jesus is saying, I want to bring you out of that and change you once again. And you have to be willing to listen to him in order to receive spiritual life. And he says, they will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. If we are listening to God, it gives us the security in our salvation to know that we are, we are passing from death to life as long as we are listening and obeying to him. But it's always sketchy and we always feel very uncomfortable whenever we're not listening to God. And then there's questions in our minds and there's doubts, right? If you have sin in your life, you have doubt. You're questioning. You're constantly questioning whether you're ready to see the Lord face to face. You're constantly questioning whether or not you're even worthy of getting up and going to church. And it makes you just dread Sunday morning when, when there's stuff in your life that's not supposed to be there. 
It makes you dread spiritual things. It makes you dread prayer. It makes you dread scripture reading. And, and like having stuff in your life creates the separation and barrier from God because God tries to speak to us. And one of the greatest signs that we are dwelling with God and walking with him the way we should is whether or not we're listening to him because if we're listening to him, we're confident in our relationship with him. We know our father. We know his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. We'll know him. We'll listen to him. In verse 25, he said, I assure you, That the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. And that's twofold. You you can take that one of two ways. You you, you can apply that to both the, the spiritually dead now, like people needing to get saved and being given spiritual life, and you could also apply that to to resurrection. That those who hear God's voice will live. The dead will live. And, and this morning, it, it was amazing. We had an incredible service. We, we, we anointed two people this morning. We just had tons of testimonies. And, and I said that in my sermon, I have, you know, basically we could end right here. Like this is, this is a good enough passage of scripture. This point alone is good enough to just stop right here and finish the sermon for today. And it was planned perfectly because we had to do that because we ran over at this point and we still have 14 minutes left. And we could stop right here. This is a good enough point, but I feel like there's more that you could benefit from. And so, let's continue. You have to ask yourself, am I willing to listen to God? Am I going to listen to God? Not only am I willing, but am I going to listen to Him? And when you ask yourself that question, then you have to start contemplating, okay, well, if I want to listen to God and I'm willing to listen to God... In what ways does God typically speak? Well, one of the first ways that God typically speaks is through Scripture. It's God's Word. He's already been speaking to people through thousands of years of dealing with spiritual things, spiritual shortcomings, and guiding His people to right standing with Him through tons of people, through over 40 different authors who wrote the Bible that we have today. He said, oh man, like... You're always talking about reading your Bible. It's that simple. And if you're sitting here today and you're not reading Scripture regularly, you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to listen to your Heavenly Father. There's always things in Scripture that God wants to speak to us through. And He can speak to you in multiple ways. And you can read one passage of Scripture and you can read the same exact passage of Scripture and God can speak to you in two totally different ways. That's how amazing God is. Don't cheat Him out of a way that He can speak to you. Don't think that it's insignificant or too simple to do. God made it simple because He knew we would need it to be simple in order for us to be willing to do it. Right? And to shame those who think you have to do something extraordinary in order to receive it. Read Scripture. God speaks through gifted teachers, preachers, and prophets. You look at the 40-something people who wrote Scripture, who wrote the Bible, God spoke through them. You have to understand, there are some people that God is just gifted with the ability to teach and to preach and to share truths with, 
And you have to go in those situations, those settings, like services and, and classes and Bible studies and things like that, and be open and ready and expecting God to speak. And that takes faith because you're expressing faith that the person who is speaking on behalf of what they feel like God is telling them to has prayed, has read scripture, has listened for the Lord to give them a message for you to hear in that moment in time. It takes a great deal of faith. It takes a great deal of faith for you to sit here this morning and listen to what I'm saying, thinking that I'm not just a knucklehead throughout the week and doing Lord knows what instead of what I should be doing. But we have to have faith and know that God speaks in that way. Third thing, God speaks through blessings and difficulties, circumstances. We had people stand up and give testimonies of blessings this morning in their life, and at the same time, we anointed people who are going through extreme difficulties in their life. And you have to sit here today and understand and know that God speaks through both. And even in the times where you're going through difficult circumstances, that's the times where God typically speaks the most. And he does the most work in our life. And so this morning, if you say, okay, God, I want to listen to you. Okay, well, now I feel like, now I got to think about what I'm opening myself up to. Does God want to bring about difficult circumstances or situations in my life to help me grow in my relationship with him? Because I'm telling you, some of the most growth that I've ever had in my own personal life has been through the most difficult situations and circumstances in my life. Are you willing to do that? None of us would sit here and say we want to do that, but are we willing to do that? We have to be open to listening to the Lord speak. Fourth thing, God speaks through the Holy Spirit. And you need to understand this morning that whether or not you believe in Jesus Christ, like Paul wrote in the book of Romans, to, to even look upon creation and look upon everything that God has done and deny him, you have no excuse. And so even sitting here today and knowing that you don't believe in God, to understand that there God has implanted and I could be wrong, I may get chastised for this later. But it's almost like he's implanted just a tiny bit of his spirit inside each and every single one of us. And you have a conscience and you have, you, you have that in your heart where you know what's right and wrong. Like you, you, even before you were saved, even before you claimed to be a follower of Christ, there was stuff that you did. It's like, man, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. And you know it. God has planted truth inside each and every single one of us. But the great thing is, is that as we believe in Christ, and as we follow him and serve him, you know, the hope is, is that one day he would give us a complete feeling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that when the Holy Spirit fills us, it speaks and moves and works in incredible ways. And there are times where the Holy Spirit impresses things on us. And, and I've never, I've, I've spoken to people who have said they've heard the voice of God. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I've felt God speaking in my heart in multiple ways. And so just know today that God speaks through his Holy Spirit. He speaks in quiet, personal, intimate ways that no one else around you is going to understand or comprehend. And you're going to be so... You're not really going to know what to do with it sometimes. And it's going to be difficult because you're going to want affirmation. 
And sometimes the Lord brings about the affirmation, and sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes it's just up to you to step out on faith and trust and believe what he's speaking to you in his spirit about. For us to listen to him through the spirit. Point number five, God speaks through creation. We talked about that at the beginning of Romans. There's no excuse. Like God reveals himself, and he reveals truth through all of his creation. And in and sixth way, this is the last one that I listed. God speaks however he wants, with whoever he wants, but it never contradicts Scripture. You, you with me? Now, that's important to understand. God can speak however he wants, with whoever he wants, it never contradicts Scripture. And it has been very fascinating over the past several years that I have encountered people who are sometimes some of the most annoying, obnoxious, difficult people that I've ever met in my life. And our first instinct when we meet people like that is to just discard them and just say, I don't have time for this. Like, we're going to go do more productive things with our life. But it's been those times in the midst of chaos and, you know, just stuff that, that's obviously not everything's from God, but in some of those small moments where I've been willing to just stick it out, love on that person, do things you know that, that you don't really want to do, that God has spoken in some of the most profound ways with something that that person said. And it's like, God, only you could do that. God, only you, only you could speak in that way. Only you could know. Only you could deliver that to me, like what I've been thinking about, what I've been t- uh, pondering on in my own personal spiritual life and things like that. And God just reveal it as clear as day through people that you would never expect to be like, this is a man or a woman of God. But God can do and speak and move in any way, but the question is whether or not we're listening. Listening gives us the opportunity to have faith. And so you got to ask yourself, do I believe in God's word? Do I believe what this person is saying? Do I believe this blessing come from God? Do I believe God can show me something in the midst of this terrible circumstance? Do I trust what the Holy Spirit is saying to me right now? Do I believe what I see in creation? Do I believe that God can use anyone in this moment to speak to me? Because the truth is, is that if we love God, if we love him, and if we want to be with him and have a relationship with him, we would want to talk to him, right? Every person in this room who's liked somebody at some point, at some point in the beginning, you couldn't wait to go home and call them on the phone and talk to them, right? You may not want to talk to them now, but in the beginning, you could not wait to just talk to them. If you really love God, if you really want to serve him and follow him, you're going to want to listen to him and hear his voice and hear what he wants from your life. And ask yourself the question like, am I saying more than I'm listening? Because a lot of times we go to the Lord and we say a lot, but we don't listen very much. And so a lot of times we, we miss out on the opportunity. Point number two, listening brings about everlasting and unfailing things from God. You know, he said, if, you, if you, you, you listen to me, you'll have life. But he also said, I will give you an everlasting covenant and unfailing love. And when you think about what we desire as human beings, like we're constantly on the search for things that last. Like how many of you would like to find a car that would last? How many of you would like to find a phone that would last? You know, it's like it's, it's, 
it's really frustrating that they make everything in our culture, in our nation, that has an age of, of, of expiring. It's like it's designed to expire. Like I met a, a, an engineer from General Electric, and his job was to design a washing machine that lasted for seven years. And that was his job. It had to last seven years. And that's frustrating. But as people, there's something inside of us that we long for stuff or things or eternal stuff that lasts. And we look for it in the world and you can't find it because even everything that's made today like falls apart and you pay twice as much money for it. But we want eternal things. And the only place we can find it is through God. And I believe more than anything that we're living in a day and time where God has intentionally allowed some of that stuff to happen to remind us of how temporary life is. To not put so much trust and faith in things of the world, but to really look forward to the time where it's going to be really nice when I can go to heaven I don't have to worry about this junk anymore. It's important to understand that eternal things are on the table they're, they're served up for you to have an experience. But we've got to get to the point in our life where we listen to God and we quit passing up the eternal things for the temporary things. It's, we, we've, got to, we've got to let God change the way we think and the way that we live so that we'll focus on the eternal. Like We, want, we, we long for it deep down inside, but we're still pursuing things of the world. Point number three. Listening elevates you to leadership. <clears throat> now, this is something that a lot of the world greatly desires, especially in our day and time. And as you look at younger generations that are rising up, and you can't blame them. You know, these, ki these kids are going to college. They're spending thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on degrees, on things to get these good-paying jobs. And when they get out, they don't want to, like go serve, you know, be the monkey that's got to run and go do everything for everybody. They want to have a meaningful position. They, they've, they've put the time in and they desire that. But the truth is, is that the way that God has designed everything is very different from how we expect everything in the world to work. You know, in the world we think, okay, well, the person who gets to talk and who gives the speeches and they bark out orders, those are the people that's in charge. But in God's kingdom, it's very different. You know, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 says, Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. True story. That's the NLT. Some of your versions might say it a little differently, but it's good, it's good stuff. You know, we think that if we talk, if we're in charge and people hear our voice, then we're important. And in God's kingdom, that's not necessarily true. Those who listen to the Father... The people who listen and do His will, those will be the people who are elevated and put in leadership. And you look at the passage from Isaiah chapter 55, he says, I will make you, if you listen to me, I'll make you glorious. You'll command nations, like people will run to you to obey. Now, how awesome would that be if people would just do what you said? How many parents are sitting here today, I wish my kids would do what I just, just do what I say. We would love that. <laughs> No fights. No fighting right now. Wait till you get home. We would love for people to just listen. 
but, but the truth is, is if we listen to God and we honor him, and you know this, because there's some people in this church, and I've watched a lot, of, a lot of our people here at Graham Chapel respond to certain people. There's some people in our church that could ask for anything, and they'd get it. They'd get it. Not because they have loud voices, or they make eloquent speeches, or they have fancy degrees or anything like that. But there are just some people in our church who are just like, they're, they're that good of person. They, they love the Lord. They're just that People can see something different in them. They would give them anything. And there's something about that that we need to recognize that even in the midst of what we desire, there are people that you obey because you have to, and there's people in your life that you obey because you want to. And if we do things the way that God calls us to, if we listen to him and serve him and obey him, then people will look at us and they will want to follow us, not because they have to, but because they will want to. People will run to obey. Do you believe that? It's kind of weird to think about. It's a weird concept, but it's very true, and you have to ask yourself if you believe that. Point number four. Listen while you can. This is important. It's very important. Isaiah said to seek the Lord while you can find him and call on him while he is near. And I just want to ask you, are you listening this morning? Because it's very important to understand that this, this passage indicates that you may not always be able to hear God speaking to you. That there comes a point in time where God will reveal himself to you in multiple facets. He will speak to you through multiple venues, but there will be a point in time where God ceases to cast his pearls before swine. If you are ignoring the Lord and you're treating his voice, his word, his spirit as unholy and unsacred, there comes a point in time where God will cease to cast his pearls before people who trample them. You with me this morning? It's very important to listen to God while you can. You know, I, I, I go back to that story about Samuel and Eli. And it took like three times before they finally realized it was the Lord speaking. He said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. How many times was God going to have to say, Samuel, 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 before he finally said, ah, these people are idiots. I'm not doing this anymore. Thankfully, they realized what was going on. And thankfully, Samuel was willing to listen. Because here's the thing, Eli wasn't. You go back and you read the story about that and the whole situation and circumstance around it. There's a reason why God spoke to Samuel and God didn't speak to Eli. Because Eli wasn't obedient. Eli was not listening. And Eli was not taking care of the business that he had been charged to do. There comes a point in time where if we are purposefully ignoring God, he will stop speaking to us. And we will have to deal with the consequences of that. Romans 10, verses 17 through 21. So faith comes from hearing. Hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Now think about this. This is Paul. He's talking about salvation. The whole, whole book of Romans is about salvation, what it means to be saved. And he's talking to this early church, and he says, but have the people of Israel actually heard the message? <clears throat> yes, they have. 
the message has gone throughout the earth and the words to all the world. But I asked, did the people of Israel really understand? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, I will rouse your jealousy through people who are not even a nation. I will provoke your anger through the foolish Gentiles. And a later, Isaiah spoke boldly for God, saying, I was found by people who were not looking for me. I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But regarding Israel, God said, all day long I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. And when Jesus Christ, their Messiah that they were looking for, so hard came... They heard the message, they understood it, they got what was going on, and yet they did not listen. They did not receive it. And so you have to think about it this morning and understand that you have to listen while you can. Because you can hear, you can hear what God is saying, but you can refuse to listen. And God used this, this passage, this this prophecy. I'm going to rouse Israel's jealousy. You ever thought about how amazing it is that the Gentiles during Jesus' day were very quick to look at Jesus and say, Jesus, son of David, Messiah, have mercy on me. They proclaimed him as the Messiah. And yet the whole time the people of Israel, all the people, just normal people, followed him around and said, show us a sign. Do a miracle. Prove to us that you're the Messiah. Even though he had done a hundred miracles already, show us another one. Prove to us that you're the Messiah. But it was the Gentiles who were like, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Listen while you can. Point five, true listening comes with action. You cannot just say that, yeah, I listened. Yeah, I heard that. How many of you ever went home and had an argument with your spouse because you're like, yeah, well, guys, how many of you have ever, yeah, I heard that. And then you got fussed at because you, you might have heard it, but you didn't listen. Men are the worst at that, not only with women, but even with God. We can hear, but we don't always listen. If there's no physical response, if there's no spiritual response, if there's no indication that we've actually listened to what God said, then Isaiah talks about this. Look at verse 7. In chapter 55, he says, You should change your ways. Banish your wrong thoughts. Turn to God for mercy and turn to God for forgiveness. It's not a matter that you have sin in your life or what you're doing is wrong or there's no hope for you. He's saying like, look, there is hope. Listen to my voice. I'm telling you, there's hope. We can do this. We can make it right. We can make you be the man and the woman of God that I've called you to be. You're not out of hope. I'm saying this because I know what I have for you. I know what I created you for. I know what you're capable of. And yet you don't even know the gifts I haven't even given you yet because you haven't stepped out on faith to receive them. I can't give you the gifts because I can't trust you with it yet. Everything is there. It's ready. It's set at the table. The question is is whether or not you're willing to sit down at the table and to partake in what God has already set up for you to have. 
His voice, His word, His spirit, God wants to speak to us. And the question is whether or not we're just going to listen. Let's pray together. Father, (coughs) we're so grateful for your son Jesus, for your word that you've given us through the Bible. God, thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Help us to have our ears open and ready to listen. And God, not only to just, not only to listen, but God, to just be ready to respond to what it is that you're saying. Lord, I pray that that as we're sitting here this morning, that we would be very careful not to make rash commitments about what we're going to do. But God, we would take a step back and we would just say, Jesus, I surrender to you. I don't want to do this. I don't want to try to do this under my own power. But I surrender to you to let you change me. Because it's not real change without you doing it. And God, for every person that walks out of this room today, I pray that in some way we will surrender to you and be changed by the time we come back next week. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this time together. And we ask all this in your holy name. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you, guys.